Another podcast episode must mean another Monday made more interesting. That's right. You are tuning in to another episode for season two of Make Mondays Interesting. I'm your host, Denzel Gaga. This is a God-given talent production. And as always, we're brought to you by my family's business, Pamelia Accountants. Financial solutions for you and your family. This podcast is recorded remotely and I chat with a friend of mine, Peter Sambia, about, well, really, it's a continuation of the last episode of the series, um, talking about working towards something greater than ourselves. And of course, we talk about a few other things, but really, that was the main point of the discussion. So enough of me speaking. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks so much for um, joining me on the show today. How are you going? Thanks for having me. Bro, I'm doing wonderful, man. And I'm blessed to be here with you today right now. Yeah. Now, it's good to see you once again. Um, I think the last time we saw each other was probably like in person, I should say, was maybe early Mm. 2019. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Just so I'm I'm just asking because I'm curious, but also Mm -hmm. to give context to the audience listening slash watching right now. um, Mm. What have you been up to since the last time we caught up? Mm, That's a good question. Um, Damn, it's actually been, it's quite a lot of things that I have been up to, but I think the biggest one that I've been, the biggest thing that I've been trying to understand for myself or solve, which is, just trying to focus on one thing or prioritize one thing. Mm. Um, Cause I do remember that um, the last time that we did catch up or that we did see each other in person, I'm pretty sure it was at the Prima launch party. Yeah, there's um, a blog about it. In, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was in uh, West End at that, t- yeah, at that time. And um, from there on, I think that was the only thing we ever did as Prima and then Prima kind of stopped. So it was, it shut down. And then I started a digital marketing agency with, um, with, a, with a very good friend of mine, um, Duku. And, you know, we were doing things, we're, um, we're making, um, you know, making sales, um, networking, meeting some really big people. A big client, our first client was the owner of Anytime Fitness, um, the, biggest fran- the biggest franchise owner in Australia. And um, we got um yeah we um we did some stuff for him some digital marketing stuff for him and his um franchise cool. and his, yeah in his gyms and stuff and then I was doing that for a bit doing that but then I still came to a point where I was like is this something I should really want to do why am I actually really here is it something that I should see myself being in for a long time and actually see myself develop and or is it just more for the money or just more for the um experience like why am I here so when I came and then I came to the realization that it was just for the money, it was nothing greater than that. So then I, make, I made the decision to discontinue um, from that and then withdrew from my, from my position. And so I'm no longer part of Thrive Revenue. And then I, uh, after that one, and then I joined a one, an organization called One in Four Children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've probably seen some stuff about it. And all it is, it's a charity. And its biggest goal right now is to send 1 million books to Africa. Um, it's called 1 Million Books of Hope. That's the, that's the name of the campaign. And if any of you guys listening have any books that you want to donate, 
definitely look up One in Four Children on the website and just reach out to Stephen, who is the president of, of the organization to send some books there. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to a lot, but internally, for me, the um, one thing I did do within, between that time was I stopped listening to music for one year and six months. And I went off social media for about six months. And also, I learned this thing, which is um, my, one of my favorite Bible verses, which is many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. And mm -hmm. another one to go along with it is that, you know, just because you're doing a lot, don't doesn't mean you're getting anywhere, meaning that don't ever confuse movement for progress. Just because you're doing a lot of things doesn't mean you're actually getting anywhere. Yeah, well. And I saw and I really I saw myself that I, I became aware to the fact that I was in that situation where I was doing so many different things, but where was this thing actually taking me? Where was I going with this thing? And then I came to the realization that I was actually just avoiding my purpose, which is um to become a pastor. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Always not expecting that answer from you. <laughs> I know you wasn't. <laughs> That's what I've been up to, man. And then I'm just learning to gradually and slowly just to accept that and to try and start um, focusing on it slowly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Are you studying to become one right now? Um, at the moment, no. I'm working more on my public speaking ability yeah. and skills. Um, because being a pastor, ultimately it's, it's public speaking, you know, so, and a pastor does more, well, if the pastor is good enough, he can, um, he can also do public speaking for, you know, um, different entities more rather than, than just a church. So I'm just focusing on honing that skill at the moment. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I think my only understanding of the type of public speaking you've done in the past Mm -hmm. um i know you've done a ted talk of some sort mm -hmm. or was it some mm -hmm. ted meeting or what, what kind of event was it, it was a ted event i knew it was ted event, <laughs> it was <a> TED event. <laughs> what do you class that as yeah. it's like <laughs> um it was tedx um tut yeah and what actually happened was um one of my friends was actually speaking at the event no um he had a um he's at his own workshop he was invited to hold to hold his own little workshop and um and then he invited me to come along and then uh this is and i was in his workshop and his workshop was focused around a place to call home um you know about things like community and stuff like that um and then um we were split up into groups and i was talking like we were brainstorming ideas and stuff um, working together in small groups and one of the hosts of uh, of the event was in my group and then i was just in there um and if for some reason they became very um, amazed by some of the things that I was saying um, to the point where actually towards the end of the event, they asked me, they asked me to come up and say a few things. So it's something that was not planned out or anything like that. So then I was up on the stage and stuff and just did um, just like a little bit of talking. It wasn't too long or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. But to say if I've spoken at a TED, TED I'd say, no, I haven't. Because okay. I haven't officially been invited to speak yeah there you go well i had to just clarify and um mm -hmm. but hey it still had ted branding on it 100 percent, yeah <laughs> of course 100 so, um yeah no that's cool it's cool to see kind of the evolution of your journey even though i haven't really been there 
to watch it <laughs> firsthand, yeah. but just to hear about it um, since mm-hmm. when we first met. I think something that when I first met you and seeing in you, it's like kind of this similarity between yourself and myself where mm. you're this just driven person that um, had these just, you're more of a visionary, I'd like to say. Um, mm. I don't know, would you agree with that? But yeah, um, I definitely would. <laughs> yeah, you're someone who's like, you see, this is where the entrepreneurial mind comes in it's like you know part of being an entrepreneur it's you see a problem and then you try and find the solution to it and so you're someone yeah. who's that visionary that you're envisioning uh, you're envisioning something better than what mm-hmm. we're currently uh could be in this that's a very broad mm. statement but if it's a particular mm. um culture that needs a shift you're mm-hmm. kind of a visionary to think about how can we shift that culture and that's someone i that's something i see in you um and i don't know if do you agree with what i'm saying i hope i'm not just saying yeah. you kind no. of <laughs> <laughs> you know what i say um it's not i'll say it's not up to me to decide but i definitely do agree with some of those um, things that you're saying yeah. um because ultimately what a vision really is it's just Seeing, I mean, if people say the difference between sight and vision is sight is seeing something as is, and a vision is seeing something as what it could become. Mm. And that is definitely one of the biggest motivators for me. Um, I did a video last um, couple last month, which was um, somebody asked me a question. It was, what is it that motivates me the most? And then, so then I did a video and then I broke it down to three engines of fuel that really, really motivate me or keep me um, motivated to working towards um, that vision or that purpose, which will and vision, sorry, and the future was the biggest one um, listed up there on that top on the on those three lists. Um, because what a vision really is, it's foreseeing the future and then trying to bring bring it into reality mm. right now. That's what a vision re- truly is. Whenever it's somebody's trying to work on something on a goal or an idea, it's just you've already foreseen that future. It's already happened. Just like a building, a building's already built before it's even built. You know, the blueprint is there. The building is already built. It's just, it's not there physically. So, and then that's just what you're trying to bring into reality. You're trying to bring the foreseen future into reality. So, yeah, I definitely do agree with that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Um, one of the reasons why I really wanted to get you on the podcast and particularly this episode, um, I just got to go get it up now. You sent me a message. I'm gonna read it. I gotta Yeah, go for it. I gotta log in first. Shows how much I don't have the Instagram on my app, trying to avoid using it. But um come on, load. Where is it? So you sent you reached out to me. Um Mm. I gotta find it. So uh so it's on around New Year's. So happy New Year's. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. Um, was wondering if you could help me with something I'm working on. I'm trying to think of the, trying to think of some of the problems that Brisbane have in the fashion and entertainment space, and one mind is limited. And then you're obviously asking me for yourself. What do you think some of the problems are in the fashion and entertainment industry for Brisbane? What do you see in Brisbane when it comes to fashion and entertainment? So you asked me that. Um, I said I'd get back to you once I get some thought to it 
but hey, let's yeah. just do a podcast version of this <laughs> discussion. Yeah, um, I like that. And so, well, I, one thing, I'm not in Brisbane, so I'm going to have to come with the Southeast Queensland to just broaden out the, yes, um, the what's the word? The... <laughs> what's the word the geography spectrum. of the place the spectrum the uh, yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> um, i can't think of the word right now but but gold coast brisbane i think even australia just has that general same problem mm. um mm. before i say the problem what would you answer to that question i think um my answer would be i don't think it's actually proper well for brisbane only mm. um there's three reasons for me. Number one is population size. Mm. Um, number two is, I don't think there's actually proper um, funds being invested into it um, mm. or being put or being directed towards anything within the fashion and entertainment industry. But with, in regard, but with me saying that as well, um, if we do look at Brisbane's entertainment um, business uh, industry, there, there, there are platforms where, you know, um, for entertainment. So, which then means that we have to be a little bit more specific in regards to what is it exactly that we are, that are we talking about? And the third thing for me was that um, there's actually no proper business structure and support and um, management behind it. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because there actually are platforms. I've come to learn that, that there actually are platforms. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a meeting with a, with a, with a very amazing girl named um, Elizabeth. And um, she was just telling, she's opening up my, my eye to all these platforms that actually do exist within Brisbane. But how come I didn't know about it? But more than that, how come it's not at a level where we can actually have pride, um, um, in, not just in Brisbane, but in Queensland, that this is the place to go to if you want to go to something in regards to fashion and entertainment. Mm. or this is the place you go to if you actually want to make it in something or be or connect with someone it's not up to that level right mm. so and that's where i believe the problem is population um proper business structure and also funding as well mm. true mm. um i think my perspective on let's say what the problems are and i think this is more in general of Australia. Now I'm coming from more of a fashion sense because that's kind of things that I focus more on, less about the entertainment side of things. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I'm noticing, I wish Australia had more of when comparing ourselves to the bigger markets is collaboration. Mm. Um, where I think about, well, think about if you think about the fashion industry as of the last, you know, few years and what yeah. are the things that have been these commodities of people trying to get their hands on, for example, you've had your like, okay, best example, a lot of hype around this one was the Virgil Abloh collection of Nike shoes. That's a collaboration yeah. Um, yeah. that, yeah, even people in Australia, want their hands on but even people in australia just ends up being melbourne people It'll always just be or yeah. sydney siders um brisbane not so much um but when i think about that 
that's a collaboration and that's what I think that put this momentum in that industry of a lot of this collaboration mm. you see every mm. day it's always different brands collaborating with each other to create a product mm. um, good examples are places like Supreme that always do collaborations yeah. with something or some yeah. some other brand and that's something what we lack here in Australia we have a lot of talented designers a lot of people who are great at what they do mm, yet 100%. it's all it's all um for themselves it's never this collaborative environment it's this i'm just mm. going out for myself and yeah. um so that would be my observation is that we're lacking collaboration um because you can say with the funding side of things two two are better than one in terms of funding something 100%. so reality is if no one's collaborating of course there's going to be no funding involved mm. um that's my my thoughts on it i wish there was it was more collaboration um mm. in that I think, industry i think with that as well um we i think we kind of have to we kind of have to question to understand why there isn't um much collaboration Mm. um because what i generally i come i come based on what is he said i look at it in this perspective which is that i guess why is so that i like individually there are amazing talented talented people as individuals literally there's so many crazy talent here within brisbane itself or just queensland queensland as a whole and australia as a whole right but what I believe uh, one of the biggest stigmas is the fact is the fact that there actually isn't much collaboration towards something much, much more bigger than the individual themselves. But what is the reason behind that? And I generally believe that it's the simple fact that there actually isn't a platform where they can actually general, genuinely believe in it that if I actually do, um, you know, work hard or if I actually do try something that and make it onto this platform this platform would actually lead to something much greater so especially here in brisbane therefore that is why so many people will um will just will just make the decision to just go themselves just focus on themselves and just um hearing their skills become better and they move to a city like sydney or melbourne because they know that you know if you want to get somewhere quickly is the best to go alone but, but more than that Brisbane is not going to take you there because there isn't a platform of that level of that high standard as compared to Melbourne or Sydney or America. If you want to talk even bigger than that, that you know that you will actually make it based on with whatever talent or skills it is that you have within the creative space and fashion and entertainment. So that's what leads to that. So then um, the solution to that is that there has to be a platform that could be recognized at that level. That could be respected at that level that could have that that high standard and that could even be to the point where it's recognized by um, it's recognized internationally or at least just, it just has some international relationships with some of the big brands or the big names or something out there that way the people of brisbane city can at least have some confidence try, maybe try a little bit more harder and introducing something like that within brisbane can also influence the culture that it would breed and therefore benefit the community better as well. 
So then the solution, what's the solution to create this platform? That's what I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, you're trying to figure it out? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because <laughs> um, I think an interesting point that I want to dissect from what you just said there mm. was like, you know, if you want to go somewhere, you just got to do it yourself and it's yeah. faster to do it yourself, um, which is a very true statement. Um, and this whole platform talk, uh, after the show ends, I'll show you a business plan, but I won't discuss here on the um, show. That could be really yeah. relevant to what you've been telling me. Um, <laughs> but the... Cause I a hundred percent agree with this whole, there's no platform. There's no, it's always, we all it's Gold Coast, Brisbane, Queensland in general mm. is a small mm. market when compared to a Sydney or a Melbourne. Yeah. And then Australia you know, in general is a small yep. market compared to the States. To yep. <laughs> yeah. Paris. Um, so we're a small market within a small market. Um, and what I was going to say is that like, if there is no platform, then shouldn't it be up to the brands to start collaborating to create that platform to bring that culture? It is. Yeah. But the question, but then the next question is, do we also want to leave that responsibility to them? Because how long have they been around and where is the platform? Mm. But just but more than that as well, how Will they actually listen or want to know what is it truly that the, that the people truly want? And will they actually be able to deliver onto that? And what I mean by that is that because like I, so within Brisbane city alone, there's about 2 million people. Mm. And within Queensland, there's about, um, there's over 5 million people, Queensland as a whole, right? Melbourne city itself, it's 5 million people. That's just the city. And then, uh, and then Sydney is about, I think it's 4.6 million, just a city alone. Yeah. Right. That's a big ratio right there where compared um, Queensland is whole population is literally this population of just a city in Melbourne. But with that, it doesn't, it does not mean that we cannot do something based on what it is that we have. And what I would suggest is that you actually need to learn from the people. You need to talk to the people. You need to research the people. You need to hear the voices. What is it that they actually want and actually deliver onto that based on the population that you have, work with what it is that you have. And that is why literally that message, that message that I sent to you, I messaged about 1,300 and something more people with that exact same message. Because one thing I believe in is that the people will make you successful. And the best way to ever serve the people is to generally listen to what it is that they want and deliver to them. Mm. right and you know um newton's law for every um for every action is an equal and opposite reaction so if you apply that within the business concept um the uh, if, yeah, if you apply that within the business concept um one thing i've come to understand is that some of the the biggest brown uh, businesses within the world um they they started or existed to solve a problem not to make money to solve a problem and then provide a solution to that problem so therefore, I just went and asked every single pe person that I follow. It took me three days to message these people. And I asked them, what do you think the problem is, right? 
because for every for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Therefore, if there's a problem, you identify that problem. What is what's opposite of that problem? What's equal of that problem? And what is the solution to that problem? Therefore, you listen to the people and you're providing a solution to them or you're providing something based on what is the people have wanted. But you need to have proper business structure behind it. Don't, not, just, not, not just to make this as a hobby, unless that's what it is that you want, but you need to have proper business structure. You actually need to go to the council or you need to go to people already within the industry. You need to go to other businesses you need to make this thing so much more bigger than you yourself if you actually want this thing to be bigger than, than, um, than the people, for the people. Mm. Did yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I 100% yeah. agree. Mm. Bigger, bigger than yourself. You need, like it needs point. to be. It um, needs to be. Because, yeah, we, we're in, I'll say this, my thoughts about everything it's i feel like we are in quite a saturated market for mm. anything because there are mm. just so many people on their own um and not to say that everything on that saturated market is bad there are actually some really like good products that people there have made handmade or um, they're producing but they're competing with thousands of other people um, and when it comes to things like your Instagram, Instagram is not sorting through things about this is all Brisbane stuff. This is all Gold Coast stuff. It's just, he's <laughs> just a market. Of, not, so yeah. Um, even then you, you might be missing out on people in your own city and you're just watch, looking yeah. at stuff from overseas America, or from different yeah. parts of the, uh, Australia. So yeah, we're in, we live in, it's a very saturated market for anyone wanting to get into creating their own products especially in mm -hmm. creativity with fashion or um accessories whatever yeah etc etc yeah. um and yeah a lot of these people that are doing it aren't thinking about growing their business to some, becoming something bigger than themselves mm. um and another point i want to take out from what you said as well in terms of all these businesses didn't start just for the sake of making money or like no the the really established ones i should say they started because there yeah. was a problem and they met they met with a solution um which is the core of business it's not about making money if you're out to it to make money you won't have longevity in the no, industry that's true. um which oh yeah it happens to be like what I've already spoken about in this, in the previous episode to this one, um, this whole concept of a just cause that we're not working towards making money. It's not about mm. winning. It's not about accumulating. It's more about, you know, having impact. a vision an impact yeah. on the world. Um, yeah. And I'll ask, I'll ask, um, just going back to the whole platform thing and, yeah. Um, you know, you're talking, you're asking the people, you're getting the people's thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Does it take does it take one person to begin this platform? Because I talked about I think, yeah, collaboration is brands coming together. But now that you've said what you said, I wanna, you know, is it more so do you just need one person to say, Hey, brands, 
people come together <laughs> let's collaborate is it taking yeah. is it going to take one person to solve this problem yes it does and the reason i say that's because even though you will you will have a team mm. my question would be then who is the person that built the team so like another way I, let me explain it this way one thing i believe in is that everybody's a leader yeah. right or anyone can be yeah everybody's a leader but not everyone is mm. everybody's a leader but not everyone is or another way you can look at it is everyone can become a leader but not everyone will right mm. and why is that we all have the potential and and the resources and everything like that to, to become a leader to be the best that we can be but not everybody takes initiative yeah just like how you it's like how you mentioned before should we leave that up to the brands if we didn't leave that up to the brands who's actually going to take initiative mm. so it is one person that triggers it because that one person is the one that actually takes the initiative to act on it yeah right and they're the ones with whatever visions whatever goals or whatever it is that they're trying to, um, to trying to do they take the initiative and then the people start to come and then you build a team and then boom you go and start doing what it is that you want to do but it all starts with in, with initiation and a lot of times it's always with one the initiation always comes with one yeah. now comes from one sorry mm, that's cool because i think you're right it's well, with the whole leadership thing mm. part of being a leader and something that i've learned all of last year part of being a leader is stepping out in front of the crowds mm. and the reality is sometimes you're the only person stepping out of the crowds. Yeah. you stand out um and it's daunting it's daunting to be out in the front but the reason why you're in front of the crowds is you got to lead the crowds you can't mm. if you're in the crowds they're not going to be able to see which direction you are. But if you're out of the crowd, mm. so you're ahead of the crowd, they see what direction yeah. you're going and therefore they can follow you. But it's daunting, yeah. which is why probably part of why no one's taken initiative yet in or in seeing what, what's the problem. We Okay, there's, um, there's no platform. I think a platform requires collaboration in a way, but at the same point, yeah. you said it requires at least one person to say, come on, let's collaborate to, yeah. um, but it's daunting and it is probably why have, no one has stepped out in front yet. Um, it is scary, especially when you register and stuff, because when things become legal, you know, yeah, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. I think, I think we can look at the, the, like the legal side of things, you know, your ABNs, you're registering mm. for ATO stuff and whatever. And look, I don't think that needs to be the first priority at the moment. I think that's no. that comes with stepping out and that comes with finding what works and what's mm. the best plan of action to pursue. Because um, if that's what's scaring you, man, that's that's nothing. That's really technically that's mm. the easy things. The scary yeah, bit is. is the stepping out and the scary bit is yeah. um, making it happen. Mm. Um, so... Mm, yeah 100%. what's some what's some other thoughts though like about about it that worth sharing from your perspective what if okay what have uh, other people said yeah. have people how many people have replied to you if you said you spoke to a uh, people? 
Um, I said about, oh damn, I, ha I haven't even finished going through the, all of the messages yet. And this is sometime last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but what a lot of people have replied, if I was to look at any percentages, I'd probably say about 70% of people have actually written something down yeah. and about 100% have, have definitely seen the message. Mm. Um, but some of the biggest things that actually came up a lot was not enough representation of colored women, um, not, not sustainable fab fabrics, not enough diversity and media representation of everyday people for uh, to feel connected, to feel, you know, because some people, one of the biggest things that I got um, from this was a lot of people, a lot of people were saying that the fashion is, or entertainment is very um, exclusive okay. and therefore people can't really relate to it, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and also there isn't much inspiration to embrace fashion or to show its creativeness. Uh, I think that's just talking about it on a cultural kind of level mm. where like, if you look at the culture here within Brisbane, um, I think they're talking about like, there isn't actually much inspiration because people are just doing whatever they want. They're just dressing thongs or shorts or whatever, or there actually isn't, um, yeah, there just isn't like a scene or just an, it's just not the environment to, to really just like say, yep, I want to do this and let's go for it. I'm not scared about being ridiculed for it or being um, judged for it. Oh, and biggest one that also came up as well was lack of creativity um, and no nothing is original. So meaning that a lot of people are copying each other, but some of my favorite one, sorry, some, some of my favorite ones was that it's difficult for people who are trying to start something in entertainment industry there aren't any information on what steps to take and who to talk to because of how lucklustry entertainment is and fashion, entertainment and fashion is. Um, and also um, another one was poor marketing and advertising of events, not enough promotional advertising on notice boards to make the people, uh, sorry, um, not notice or to make the people aware of what's going on. People are not aware of what's happening in the city when it comes to these types of events. Mm -hmm. And there isn't enough educational resources about fashion entertainment in Brisbane. Brisbane, um, not enough networking events for people to come together. Um, yeah, just, just some stuff like that. But with all that being said, with all that being said, you know, obviously on a marketing perspective, this is very, very resourceful. This is mm -hmm. so resourceful, right? Because you know exactly what you want to say, you know exactly how to tailor the message, and you know exactly the people that are saying these things, right? But some of the things, some of the comments um, that I did receive, some of the replies I did receive, the biggest ones was diversity, um, networking, networking, sorry, and platform. Those were the biggest ones that came up a lot. And when it comes to platforms, as I mentioned before, there actually are platforms here. There actually are networking events here, but they're actually not on the level where you feel as though this is something will actually take me somewhere. Mm. Right. And that's what seems to be, that's what I believe seems to be the problem. It's not at a level of, in, uh, of industry level, or um, as I mentioned before, something that could actually be recognized nationwide. Mm. So these are just some of the things that people have been saying.
I'd I'd group every I, I, what you just told me and the responses you got. I would group them, and yeah, I from my perspective, I'd say it does come down to collaboration. Mm. And why I say that is because it's like, well, if there's not not enough promotion for an event, well where's the collaboration between the event mm. runners and the people who's meant to be marketing it? Mm. That's, that's a collaboration, mm. but if there's yep. no collaboration and it's just purely transactional base of I'll pay you yep. to do this and I'll pay you to do that. It's that's, that's not collaboration. It's um, not obviously money. We're in a money driven world. So money in some cases in collaboration needs to be involved in some way, but yep. if it's transactional base, that's, that's not, that's not the win, but if in that collaboration and you're both earning, you're both reaping the rewards, that's not a transactional thing. Mm. Um, money is being made because, you know, money needs to be made. That's how the world really mm. operates. Um, but yeah, I'd say it all comes down to the collaboration um, with the whole diversity thing. Like, um, again, collaboration we're only we're not 100%. reaching out if you say if we're exclusive then we're not reaching out we're not broadening ourselves enough to collaborate no. uh, with other people that aren't in the exclusive whatever's the exclusive club or of <laughs> club, this industry. Yeah. um you know if we're not diversing ourselves enough it's then we're <clears throat> limiting our collaboration and so 100%. that's kind of where i'm i'm thinking that's how I'm just interpreting everything. Um, Cause yeah, that's one of my big issues. One, okay. Well, honestly, one of the big struggles that I had last year yeah. was how much workload I had for myself yet mm -hmm. struggling to find people to help me out. Um, and, you know, trying to find people, Hey, do you believe in this vision with me? Yeah. Um, which is it's fine when people don't yet see what you're what you see. That's sometimes the case in certain areas, but honestly, a lot of what work I was doing last year um, was more than just one person. And it yeah. was all done by one person, i.e., myself, yeah. Um, yeah. to the point of burnout. And kind of this yeah. 2021, it's like, all right, I don't want to end up where I was last year. I need to focus on collaborating more and actually going out a bit more. Um, mm. Yes. I've tried to reach out to a few people, but I, I can't keep, I got to keep more. I got to keep reaching out more and more and more and more and keep going yeah. and keep going and keep going um, and find the right people. Cause sometimes that's even a struggle itself is mm. when you want to collaborate and you want to do stuff with people, it's then finding the people who are willing to, step out of their comfort zone take the risk with you um because yeah people are often scared of risk taking yeah 100 percent. Um, so yeah that's kind of way, my thing yeah but go on yeah you know yeah sorry to cut you up but i was just gonna say um i hope you don't mind me eating some pineapple while you're talking if that's, that's all right <laughs> cool that's yeah fine. sorry to cut you off man so yeah hey it's the make mondays interesting show and anything can happen <laughs> including eating pineapple. yes sir, um, yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah ma'am 
I think that's where I'm kind of mm. at. It's just the realization that we all have dreams, but if we're so focused on only building our own dreams, we want to go so far. And I so have this belief that when you, you know, make the sacrifice to build someone else's dream, your dream would also be built up at the same time. Um, in the sense that when you work a job, you're not there to work that job to like, you don't just go there and then, okay, here's the system this is how you do it. Um, and just conform to how they want you to work the job. I think mm. when you go to work, I think we need to bring our own skill sets, our own personality to the job to, um, yeah. And that's part of the whole, all right, I'm building someone else's dream, i.e. my employer's dream or the owner of this company that I'm working for stream. Um, but I'm also building up my dream because I am bringing my skill set. I am bringing what I'm passionate to, to this mm. job. Um, now that's just an example in the job sphere, but in the terms of the collaboration of, you know, two people with two different dreams, but if we were, but if both people were just, you know, let's build each other's dreams yeah. that go so much further than, um, however far they could just go on their own. You know, I have 100%. this, I have this thing that I really want to start promoting more. This tagline is like, don't dream alone. And that's kind of one of the thing I want to do for this year. Um, I kind of like that. So yeah. I like that one. But what's some what's some other thoughts though? Like in regards to, well, what's your thoughts on just on that conversation alone in the terms? Of I definitely say, one hundred percent collaboration is really really underestimated, and underrated too. One hundred percent. Um. Not in a, not in a way because people do collaborate, right? But I feel as though it's not for something bigger. It's in a way of, um, hey, let's work on this thing together for me, or can you help me out with this for me, for this or for that? But um, for me, for me, I, haven't, I like how you said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I haven't seen it on a much bigger scale. Let's work on this together for that vision. Because mm -hmm. one thing you did say is the fact that, you know, when two people, when two people are coming together, the biggest thing, the thing that brings them together is just a one purpose or one goal or one vision. That's literally it, right? It's about um, coming together for that one single purpose. If there isn't that, there's a division, there's a die vision, right? Oh, pretty much meaning. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And that's, and that's not, <laughs> right. And that's not what you want. And now some people start doing their own thing separately, yeah. but when there's a bigger vision, it's so, so much more easier for you to be able to bring people to come on board because you need to be able to do, because, you, because you're now in a position where you have differentiated yourself, your own goals, your own, um, your own desires or whatever it is that you want for something that is so much, much more bigger than who you are to the point where you need other people or, other, or if the vision is so good and clear that people will be inspired to want to come along to make that thing a reality, to bring that foreseen future into reality right but and with that being said um and with that with that being said and then when you actually start working on that thing one thing um the, the most amazing thing about it is the influence that it has on the community mm. the influence that it has on the people 
one thing I believe in um, Denzel is that the people will the people will make you successful. That's literally it. People will make you successful. But how successful you become is determined by how well you serve the people. That's literally it. And if you can come to if you can come together for one single vision and be able to deliver that to really, really, really like in a really good way. And I don't see how people won't want more of that. And I don't see how you won't become successful. But collaboration needs to be for something much more bigger than yourself. Mm. Um, it needs to be for much more bigger purpose than yourself. That always needs to be the biggest motivator. Yeah. Preaching fire. Can we cool you <laughs> down? Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm glad. Like, I'm glad we see things the same way and the guards to has mm. to be bigger than than ourselves because that's ultimately that's basic well that's basically it it's mm. bigger than ourselves because i I'm, i find it interesting it kind of made me think about actually i do see a lot of creatives collaborating but mm. when they collaborate they're you know these are always small time collabor- collaborators when they collaborate it is very much for themselves still in the sense of like, um, you know, you collaborate with a photographer and, um, yeah. and yeah. really they, they post a photo that you were involved in and your tag, yeah. your followers are, exp- um, or their followers are exposed to you. And I feel like mm. the only reason why a lot of people collaborate is because it's like, it's still for me. It's still, yeah. um, oh, if I collaborate with this person, I'll get more exposure because of I'll be introduced to their audiences yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you, well, there's people collaborating, but it's still very, for me. And they're not mm. working towards, as you said, something bigger, a bigger mm. vision. Um, mm. I love the uh, spitting fire that you did there with the die vision. Mm. Never seen it like that. Did you <laughs> come up with that or did you find that somewhere? Um, you know, um, when you asked me, what is it that I was doing between, you know, that time and now, yeah. uh, one thing b- between the time period where I stopped listening to music for one year and six months, um, I was listening to this guy called Dr. Miles Monroe and oh, literally yes. since then, good man, yeah. do you know him? Do yeah. You know I, listen, him? I started listening to some Are you of his serious? Stuff. Yeah. What? That's crazy. <laughs> Bro, this guy's literally like my favorite speaker and my favorite preacher, man. I love that guy too much. Yeah. But um, I, I remember I was watching a sermon of his, um, sorry, teaching, I think it was like some business seminar or something. And, yeah. it, and he was talking about vision and stuff like that. And, um, and, and the importance of vision, why vision is so important. And then that's where I picked it up from him mm. as well. Yeah, I got the exact same reaction the first time I heard it too. It's amazing <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so... We won't talk for much longer because I think we're coming up mm. towards the end of the time we have together. And that's kind of mm-hmm. cool that you also had listened to a bit of Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, yeah. But final thoughts in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of wrapping up the kind of conversation we had today, what's some final things that you want to share that, or what's even then, what's some things that, in a practical sense, what do you want to see in the future for the industry that we're in, in regards to mm. the Brisbane market, or the market, I should say, the market that we're in, mm. the Brisbane, Gold Coast, Queensland market? Mm. I want to see, 
practically. Yeah. What I want to see is I want to see a platform that people will come from, that people from overseas or um, from overseas or I know people na- nationally mm. will come to and put, and hopefully overseas will come to because it's a platform that's respected and is well known and that will yeah. give pride to the people of the Brisbane, of Brisbane and Queensland itself and ultimately Australia as well. That is exactly that is exactly as I want to see on the platform level. But in regards to individualistic talent, I want to see something. I want to see people to be able to truly embrace all that they have and to be able to truly unleash it without having to feel as if whatever without giving up on their dreams because they feel as though this thing is actually not going to go anywhere because there isn't a platform that I can actually go somewhere with this thing or I just don't know how to. So, and with that being said, more resources, more investment into those those type of areas, just more things happening in that area. And people also just living for a bigger, for a purpose as well. Mm. Yeah, and doing something for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad I actually spoke to you then today. And got you on um and yeah i'm excited because i think like the last episode before this one is yeah all about living for something bigger and so now having you on as a guest and having you confirm thing having that same mindset or sort of thinking as well it's like okay good i'm not just the only one that thinks this way there are other people Mm. who thinks this way that it's all about living for something greater than just, just paying, you know, it's living for something greater than earning enough money to pay your bills in a way. hundred mm, um, percent. It needs so, to be because um, one thing, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but um, no, one thing good. I remember that Mars, Mars Monroe once said is um, um, if I was to ask you, what's the wealthiest place on earth? Oh, you're asking me? Okay. Yeah. Wealthiest place on earth. Um, I feel like this is going to be a trick question. <laughs> um, it's definitely not the US, but I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to say Australia or New Zealand. But okay. I could be wrong. I'm gonna s- the wealthiest place on earth is the graveyard. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I was expecting country, but yeah, I knew it was a trick question yeah. of some sort. Yeah, go on. <laughs> The wealthiest place is in my graveyard. And the next question would be, why is that? Because of this simple concept, a dead seed is a buried forest. I guess I'll repeat it again. So a dead seed is a buried forest. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about potential. And the reason I say the graveyard is the, is the wealthiest place on earth is because there's so many dead dreams, so many dead books, so many dead songs. So many businesses that could have started, so many amazing voices that we never heard of, so many amazing movie ideas, so many technologies that was de- that could that that, um, that never got developed, wow. right? Pretty and if you look at like Apple for an example, look at the way that it's influenced the world. Look at the impact that it has on the world right now. Mm. So. Imagine if those things, those dead ideas, how, what influence would have had on the world? That's a dead, that's a dead seed right there. That's, that's a dead forest right there. That's a dead potential. 
And a lot of that sometimes because people are just too afraid to pursue their purpose. Mm. And that's the result of that. It leads to a dead forest. So I definitely, definitely agree. That purpose is important. It's good. Mm. It's very much the parable of the talents. The man with the Mm. one talent. Wasted Mm. potential. So. 100%. No, perfect. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I appreciate Yeah, I appreciate you sharing what you shared. Um, it was interesting to get your thoughts on this conversation about the Brisbane market, specifically the creative industry or the fashion and mm. the entertainment, even more specifically. Because, um, yeah, it's not about more money. It's not about yeah, more resources. Not. It's kind of how you just ended what you just said there. It's, it's about people pursuing purpose and people pursuing something. Mm bigger and greater so i'm super thankful and grateful that you could come on today's show and share that um i'm sure that anyone listening right now slash watching you know it's like well i'm not in the creative industry it's like actually no that's still (laughs) very relevant uh relevant um things to say or things to think about is am i pursuing something purposeful or am i just Mm -hmm. limiting myself to just pursuing or surviving off paycheck to pay my bills it's like it's two different realities and two ways of approaching Mm. life and business so yeah man i again thank you so much for being on the show and i appreciate your words of wisdom today (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into another episode for season number two of the Make Mondays Interesting podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Peter today. A really insightful conversation, I must say. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I encourage you, share this episode, like this episode, comment on the YouTube video, because the more that you engage the more we can reach and the more people we can reach, the more Mondays we can make interesting. So again, this has been another episode for season number two of Make Mondays Interesting. I'm your host, Denzel Gaga. This has been a God-given talent production. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week and I'll see you next week for another episode. Peace out.